welcome to the Have Aloha Will Travel podcast. Uh, I am your co-host uh, today, Kevin Allen. Uh, with me, not as always, um, but we have we have a slight sw- switch in staff. Uh, Taylin, follow this. <laughs> Hi, Taylin. Hey, I'm back again from uh, last week. If anyone missed me, so yeah, yeah <laughs> we're here. We're here. Right. Good to be here. The last episode. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. So um, my normal co-host, Catherine Top Fox, she's going to be out for a little bit. So I'm Taylin's going to be filling her spot. We might have another another new co-host coming in too. So that's all very exciting. But um, right at the top, I just want to say a big shout out to our sponsor, SCP Hilo. Um, you know, they're right in Hilo Town on Avoy Island. They have really nice rooms. Um, per- it's a perfect place for if you know you're an adventurous traveler and you really want to see a lot of Hawaii Island. Um, they're in a pretty good location, so you can kind of get around. And, and Hilo is kind of my favorite part of Hawaii Island to begin with, so I'm a little bit biased. But uh, thanks again, SCP Hilo. And um, if you want to make a reservation, you can go to scphotel.com backslash to do so. But uh, we have another very, very special guest with us today, Justine Smith, a local comedian um, on Hawaii Island. Hi, Justine. How are you doing? I'm well, thank you. Aloha. Yeah, hello. Hello. I know. Sorry, we're getting a little bit of a little bit of Internet connection here. Hopefully that'll just roll on over a um, bit of a windy weird stormy day so that might be might be affecting the uh the weather how is it over there on on Hawaii Island are you guys getting a lot of rain I wasn't I uh not right now it's it's beautiful right now but I I do apologize I don't know if it's my on my end or yours but we are lagging so I'll do my best to do your best to (laughs) to get through to you yeah no worries yeah I'm sorry what what part of Hawaii Island are you on (laughs) I'm in Kona so oh, okay. I'm on the nice side. Uh, <laughs> I, I, let me rephrase that. <laughs> the whole island is beautiful <laughs> right out the gate. I'm right. going to insult uh, the beautiful island. No, I'm on the Kona side, which is the sunnier, generally the sunnier side speaking. Oh, gotcha. So, yeah. Nice. And Justine, uh, you're a comedian yes. on, on Hawaii Island. Um, I, I, don't, I don't talk to too many comedians. I feel like what is the comedy scene here in Hawaii? I feel like it's kind of... Um, or I don't see too much of it, but but obviously you guys you guys do shows and you guys do open mic nights and all that kind of stuff. What is it like on Hawaii Island? It is actually an amazing place to be doing comedy. Truly, truly. Oh, really? That's awesome. Um, because we we're not Oahu, right? So when we're on uh, the Hawaii Island, um, is a bit smaller, so there isn't always a lot happening or a lot going on. So we have shows happening. People are just, they're just thrilled to be out and laughing and having a good time. I mean, I would be too, if I could go out to a show right now. I feel like finally, (laughs) finally, um, Oahu has something bigger than Big Island because I feel like you guys kind of beat us in terms of, in terms of larger things, (laughs) like Hawaii Volcano National Park. Even your name, you beat us. You are the Big Island um yeah that must make for like absolutely so you must kind of know like a lot of your fellow comedians and all that kind of stuff it must be a pretty fun community to be a part of it is it's a it's a wonderful community to be a part of um I didn't start doing comedy until I moved to the island so for me I feel actually very uh key because I don't have to deal with a lot of what they deal with in LA or in other places. We're a tight knit community. Um, you know, we all put each other on each other's shows and, and no one's 
too backstabby. You know, it's it's For nice. Sure. And do you, do you have any other uh, local comedians on the Big Island that you want to just shout out right here? Any of your favorites? Oh, absolutely. Um, one of my brand new favorites. She's new new to the comedy scene. Her name is Karina White. Um, she just there's just something about her style of comedy me every single time she does what i can't do which is calm down and um <laughs> like deliver she just delivers her punchlines with such good deadpan uh just great comedy um there's also pineapples comedy um which is your bay and kay lynn they are a new uh comedy duo uh they, they're new to producing to producing shows on the island and they're just killing it too um so yeah, it's just, it's a great little, oh, and Nikki Gore, she's on the wave at 92 FM. Um, so she does her morning show and she always has to be very clean. So then she can come on my shows and, and kind of <laughs> let it go a little bit. So right. we have a lot of, I've seen, uh, seen um, <laughs> all four of those people, including you. So I do have to agree. Those are very, very funny comics. I always have a blast I was actually introduced to you through um through my friend Megan she goes by Megan Mahina um yep oh I love yep. my Megan oh do oh, I yeah. love my Megan <laughs> she's great yes. she's great yeah very funny as well I didn't I, in funny. no way am I trying <laughs> yeah it, in no way am I trying to exclude anyone Megan is one of my favorite people and she's so funny so yeah it's we've got a really solid scene oh awesome Taylor, are you a bit of a comedy fan you you know all these comedians you know through megan i am a comedy fan justine's uh oh gosh i think the first time i went to a show it was the dirty old comedy show at my bar um oh i want to say it was like back in may or june or something oh my gosh did i have a blast that was great. That's a that's a lot better than my first comedy show. I know, like, sometimes it's tough, you know? Like, I went to a comedy show. It was the first one I ever went to, and it was, like, kind of like an open mic sort of thing. And, like, it wasn't super funny, and the comics were, were really upset about it, and I was like, oh, man. It's just, it's tough to be in that crowd. But, I mean, like, just, you're you've like been doing it for, you know, quite some time now. I mean, what was it like starting out? Cause I got to imagine it's hard, like delivering punchlines and writing jokes and managing a crowd. Like that just all sounds so, I mean, to me, anxiety inducing, but I mean, as a, as a kind of a long time better now, Justine, I mean, what, what was it like for you? You know, the, the scariest part for me was getting on stage. I waited 44 years to do it. It was what I'd always wanted to do it my whole life and I was so afraid of failing and then at a certain point you have to say you know it's the best of the best have bombed so why am I waiting why am I not doing this it's okay to bomb um which I have epically <laughs> but that's part of the amazing learning process of doing comedy so I actually I, I love it it's just it's Comedy will grab you and then it's just inside of you and there's never, you can never get enough of it. It's, I don't do drugs. I never really have, although mushrooms are great. Um, but besides <laughs> those, um, it's, it's as close to what I would imagine a real drug high would feel the endorphins that you get from a solid good set. 
it's very addictive, very addictive. And um, but yeah, it's it's it is scary. It's not so scary for me anymore, but it definitely was at first. And you got started Sorry. on Hawaii Island, or when you moved to Hawaii or Big Island, you got that was when you started. I did and I, I'm, it. You know what? It was so random. Um, it's, it's something I'd always wanted to do. And of course you, I was posting about it on Facebook, but you know, one day I will get on stage and I will do this thing. And a friend of mine told one of the bar owners, who's like my person, uh, Rocco Vic of my bar. She was like, Hey, uh, Justine does comedy. And he called me and he was like, I'm putting you on the open mic. And I was like, Oh, I'm going to vomit now. And he was like, your name's already there. <laughs> um, you're going to do it. And he believed in me and I did it and I nailed it my first step oh, out the gate. Dude. And yeah, like it was, you know, you hope you're funny. Right. I think I'm hilarious, but that's, you know, I live here. It's terrifying up in here. And, you are uh, hilarious. <laughs> thank you. But yeah, it was, <laughs> you it are. Just took some, <laughs> thank you. It took someone just really saying you, I, I believe in you, you've got this. And then I started uh, producing shortly after because I just wanted to do more comedy. Back then we got maybe one show a month um, and it was produced off island. So there was never a guarantee you were going to be on a show. And I thought, well, that shouldn't, that's not right. So I started producing um, very soon after my first time on stage and now, and then it just took off from there. Uh, have you, have you done or produced any shows on any other islands or, or have you, have you mainly stuck to Hawaii Island? I've only produced on Hawaii Island because I, these are my people. I know the people. Um, part of producing is knowing your venue, knowing who you're working with, knowing the crowd. Can I pull a crowd? You know, Kona is very interesting because we can, we can bring bigger name comics here. But if you haven't backed those names up with comics that Kona knows or that Big Island knows, you're not going to get the same, the same crowd. They mm -hmm. just, they want to see their people. They're very loyal and and very supportive of the community. Is, this is going to be a weird question. Is Hawaii a funny place to live? Like, does Hawaii have a lot of material for you to use when writing jokes? Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Um, but mostly it, it revolves around, for me, it revolves around the tourists. Yeah, um, because that's an easy one. They, it's hard to all the, yeah. to the visitors watching. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yes, no, bless them. But... Bless you on your journey here to Hawaii, but please don't forget to pack your brain. That's, you know, let's work. Um, and I mean that. <laughs> you can watch our, you can I watch mean that in a loving where way. We, where we talk about being a more respectful traveler. Um, I'll put that in the show notes right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or else you might, yes. be, you might just like, see it. <laughs> you don't want to pizza this. If you mm. No, it's, um, yeah, it, it, it can be difficult. You know, we get a lot of questions like, oh, are there sharks in the water? Like, yes, that's their home. Like, that's where they live. Yes, there's sharks here. Like, what is that question? Or, you know, what language do you speak? What currency do you use? Yeah. Um, do I need my passport? You know, they're like, no, you're in, you're in the States. Like, <laughs> rock it. Like, it's okay. <laughs> Just aloha, you know, that's, you know, you, we get travelers and uh, Hawaii is a very special place um, and that we have aloha here, like nothing I've ever seen in my life. I've lived in the South where there's that, that Southern courtesy and it's very much there, but Hawaii is very special uh, mm -hmm. with its aloha. And that's, I think that's what we miss a lot sometimes with the people traveling here. They, 
they don't come from it, so they don't understand. Right. And I think, you yeah. know, for the most part, a lot of our listeners, we're not we're talking about you guys. We know you guys have a little, <laughs> and we get, we know you guys Absolutely. multiple, multiple time coming. So we know, we know definitely. Uh, Taylor, do you have any questions? Anything you want to ask? Yeah. Me? Yeah. Justine. I, I wanted to know, I was, I'm curious what it's like to be, oh, am I lagging? No, no you're okay now. We're good. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. Um, I wanted to know what it's like to be a woman in a male dominated industry, um, especially in the small community of, uh, you know, Kona. Oh, yes. Yes. That's a wonderful question, actually. Um, yeah, it's when I first started, I was the only female oh, wow. um, working and all of the guys were great. They were, they were overall, they were, they were good, solid people, but just like any other male dominated industry, especially this, where there is a kind of an old school idea that women aren't funny. So part of the reason I like to work with women is because they work twice as hard to write good jokes because they have to if we bomb on stage it represents all women if a dude bombs on stage it represents that dude and I, I hate that it's like that but it is very true um I've of course I mean the usual yes I've had my I've been grabbed I've been introduced by my breasts on stage um you know just things they would never do to the men and you know I've seen a lot of mediocre male comics just get congratulated like they won America's Got Talent when their jokes were subpar at best and a female comic get on stage with this perfectly crafted set with, you know, and not get anything like it's, it's mm -hmm. very real. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, I don't even think it's a, I don't, I don't even think it's a bias that people really know exists, but man, is it real. It's real. And even Jerry Lewis, who used to be one of my favorite comics, or Norm MacDonald, who just passed away, both of them openly were like, women aren't funny. I couldn't even teach a woman how to be funny because they're so stupid and they're so not funny. And I'm like, wow, okay, well, wow, sure. I'm still going to open for the people I'm opening for and put on successful shows. Unfunny, I guess, you know, <laughs> but thanks, dude. <laughs> well, you know, more women in comedy that's that's fantastic i mean do you because i know on oahu we have a couple of that you know shows that are like only female comedians which is really rad you know for your yes. industry i mean do you do that as well on hawaii island oh yes i would say the bulk of the shows that i produce are are female based and it's it wasn't even that that was particularly um um what's the word i'm looking for intentional Mm -hmm. I, it wasn't, it wasn't. At first I was like, oh, an all woman show finally. Right. Cause it was literally just five dudes and me, you know, five right. jerks and a squirt for the whole you know, <laughs> year I was doing comedy. That was a, that's the one dirty joke you get on the podcast. <laughs> that's my dirty joke. <laughs> that's your dirty joke. That's it. You hit your cap. We hit our PG. That's, that's all you get. Yes. <laughs> but uh, so, so it's, and it, and it was this huge deal to have these women comics because it just wasn't there and I tend to just like Megan uh, Mahina reached out to me and she's like I want to do comedy and I've seen you perform and will you help me and you know and, and meeting with the women and sitting down and, and working through material and talking about what it's like and 
crafting a set. And that just brings me almost as much joy as performing. Um, I would say my, yeah, my, my, my demographic, my audience, again, very unintentionally um, for my Facebook page, Dirty Girl Comedy on Facebook and it's right there Instagram. On, on your Zoom, right under your name. <laughs> it's right on my Zoom. Anyone wants to see more um, of Smith, it's right there on Instagram. Exactly. Um, even my page, if I look at my demographic, it's 66% is women. Um, and that's just what I, because I talk about my own experiences. You know, as women, we don't, so much happens to us in our life and no one talks about it. And I am that person who will talk to you about the things that other people are like, why would you tell somebody that? I'm like, because they need to know. You need to know what that, what happens when you hit perimenopause. I had no idea all these things would happen to me. So right. I'm going to get on a microphone and, and let you all, all know with your 25-year-old little bodies that it just doesn't last. Good luck, though. <laughs> Mommy loves you. Have, have you noticed, I mean, you know, since you've been promoting shows and stuff, and it's, <laughs> you are, sorry, I'm also really just enjoying Taylor like, wrestling with this light behind her. I've seen her, like... <laughs> Yeah, this is very <laughs> difficult. You kind of look like you're ascending <laughs> every once in a while. I need to readjust. <laughs> I'm like okay. one of those, um, those like blow up, like. I know. Yeah, the car salesman. Thing. Oh you're God! Just... You know, in front of the car, yeah, the car, car. salesman, whatever, yeah. like that's wavy tube man, like right wavy tube yeah. man. Move. Here we there are. Oh, I love it. There we go. <laughs> I love. All right, it. here we are. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, have you noticed <laughs> that there are more women in? in your scene locally now that you've started promoting shows and stuff and I kind of kind of can act as like a, a mentor of sorts. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, the women now are, they're reaching out to Katie uh, at Pineapples. They're reaching out to me. Um, you know, Hey, we want to get on stage, but we're, we're nervous. And I'm like, I'll sit down with you. Like, let's do this. Let's work. That's what we did with, uh, with Megan Mahina. She called me and was like, I want to do this. I said, yes. Let's meet for coffee. Let's talk. Let's let's work out a set for you, um, and then get them on shows. Get them on stage. And um, I'm all about if even if someone doesn't, no one should expect to smash it right out the gate. Right? It's great if you can, but that's that shouldn't be the expectation. I mean, you, you, but you smashed it. You, <laughs> I got you set the standard. Uh, <laughs> set the standard high. <laughs> I think I just got lucky. Like I, I had 44 years of material ready to be like verbally vomited on the stage, uh, I guess, but <laughs> get a lot pent up. <laughs> I was so pent up. So pent up. Uh, so yeah, but, to, but to sit down with these women and talk to them and it's just, it's just a joy. So yeah, they're really, people are reaching out to me more. They're reaching out to Katie. We're talking about getting a class together where we'll, what we'll wind up doing or what I'll wind up doing is um, only because I have more experience than Katie and I've had more opportunity than her um, not only to teach, but to perform is uh, put a class together and be like, listen, we'll meet once a week. And then at the end of this four weeks, we're going to do a showcase and you're going to get on stage and you're going to do, you know, your five or 10 minutes and, oh, and cool. it's going to be great. And you're going to be great. Yeah. I'm yeah, here for it. Very cool. You kind of talked about putting together a set. What is that like? What does putting together a set mean? Like you're just putting together your jokes and how they flow together. I mean, what is like the inner yes. me machinations of being a comedian? Because it's obviously not just getting up there and saying funny stuff. I mean, it kind of is, but not really. It is. It is and it isn't. Like you want to have a good side of where you're going. 
there needs to be like a solid, here's where I'm starting. Here's where my middle should be. Here's where my end should be. And then you're kind of filling that in. Um, when I write, I don't worry about writing a set. I just sit down and whatever comes to my brain, I put it down on paper and then I see how it develops. I see where I can put it. Um, and then I put it on flashcards. I used to try and memorize my sets and I realized really quickly that my brain does not work that way at all. And if I was trying to memorize something and I missed a joke, which I always do, that is a given, um, then it would trip me up because I'd be like, oh, I forgot a joke. I thought, oh, uh, now this doesn't make sense. And I'd get all up in my head. At, at some point, it becomes a, I've written material, my material. I know what I want to say. And then you just have to allow it to happen. It's almost right. like a, there have been times I've been on stage where the funniest thing I have said has come to me in the moment. It's almost like it was a gift from the comedic gods or whoever is up there going, you know, Robin Williams is like, Oh, you've got talent. Here you go. Here's a gem that will be better than anything you've written. And, uh, and it's, and it's incredible. It's an incredible feeling. And sometimes you get off stage and you're like, I don't even remember what I said, but it, uh, but it killed, right. it just, you know, and that happened to me. I opened for um, a comic at Kahilo theater and I had done my set and the set went great. And it's a sold out crowd, 500 seat theater for this famous comic um, or sort of famous. And I was done with my set, but I still had time. And time is very important. You know, the, the, the headliner needs his time. He needs to know when he's going to the whole thing. And I was like, oh gosh, what am I going to talk about? And I off the top of my head just started talking about my dogs. And I, and, and the biggest, and that I, it was the biggest laugh of my night, even though I had been very successful up to that point with huge, right. huge laughs. This was like, whatever came to me in the moment was one of the best punchlines I've ever had in my entire life. And one of the best bits I ever did. And it was literally just happened in the moment. And it is a high, it is the most incredible feeling in this whole world. It was very cool. You know, it's also very cool. Uh, update on Talon's camera. She's like, um, kind of become like a rainbow kind of and like spiritual <laughs> being. Totally. It's cool. Though. The people just listening to this podcast will not understand what's happening, but <laughs> audio, I do listener, feel... audio listeners have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> I do feel very angelic right now. Yeah, you do. No, just roll with it. I think just keep going with it. Absolutely. That's like the Milky Way right across your beautiful face. Well, Justine, oh, you're cutting out. Oh, I can hear. Did I? Are we back? Are we back? Yeah, we're back. I didn't hear a word anyone just said. Oh, no, <laughs> you're good. Taylor, take it away. I feel like I've been hogging the mic. No, no, no. Um, I, this actually leads into, you know, my next question, which is, um, you said, you know, the, the dog bit may have been your favorite bit of all time, but do you think... What, um, do you have any others that really just, you know, resonate with you over your, the course of your career that you really were like, dang, I'm, I'm funny, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Um, there's a, there's a number of them actually. Um, I wouldn't say that that bit was my favorite. Um, but I, cause I've not really done it since. And when I have tried it was such an in the moment situation that right. when I've tried to do it since then, it's never hit the same. It just, it, it was so natural and came to me, you know, right then and there. If anything, that's one of the most frustrating things because I have bits that I love and I'll pull them out every once in a while. Um, 
they never hit the same do the first time when it's fresh, right out of my brain, right out of my mouth. I'm getting that download or whatever you want to call that. And it's happening. And yes, it'll hit again, but never like it does the first time. I don't know how to harness that. That's interesting. First time magic. Yeah, it's, it's, I know that other comics aren't like that. They can deliver, but they, they can deliver the same joke the same way every single time. I'm just not that person. My emotions dictate, you know, where I'm at or the moon or whatever, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. Where's Mercury in the sky? Is it in retrograde? <laughs> where is what are we doing? Mercury happening? Yeah. Where is Uranus? Because I don't understand right. why that <laughs> nailed, you know, why that hit so great the last time. So yeah, it's, it's, a beautiful thing and a frustrating thing and also why every comic should always record their set and I am the worst at doing it. The worst. And yeah. that that's my biggest downfall. Do you have any other advice when it comes to like comics and, you know, especially like people who are starting out? Like I always thought about getting into comedy, but being up on stage scares the crap out of me. Um, so I'm probably not going to do it. Um, you know, just like, stage. Oh. but do you have like, do you have just general advice for, you know, people who are thinking about getting into comedy or even, even comics like yourself who have been in it for a while already and, you know. Yes. Yes. Um, first of all, uh, Kevin, I, you should, you should. I, was, I, I, I tried to write jokes, but I realized that jokes need a punchline. And I was like, oh, I don't know how to write that. <laughs> well, so that so that's that's interesting. Let's just let's just tackle that for a moment. So oh. there are different styles of comedy, right? There are you watch Phyllis Diller. She is literally just set up punch, set up punch, set up punch. Like that's what she. I just watched her this morning. And then there are other comics who who kind of create the story, and they get like Mike Birbiglia, and they'll just take you on this huge journey, which is what I love. Mm. I love to feel like I know the person that's talking. I want to feel like I'm being talked to and with, not just at. I think a lot of comics just get up there and they've got their jokes. And um, even if the jokes aren't hitting, they they can't, they're not working with the crowd. They're just, these are my jokes and you're going to take them and you're going to like them, you know? Um, but yeah, it's, there's different types of storytelling. So, or di- different types of joke telling. So maybe you're not a joke teller. I'm not a joke teller. When people are like, oh, tell me a joke. I'm like, what? First of all, no. Don't ever say that to a comic. That is the most Is that what you should not thing. say to a comic? Tell me a joke. Oh, my gosh. Tell <laughs> me a joke. Make me laugh. No. Yeah. I'm like, I get paid for that. How much money you got on you? That's what I tell them. I'm like, paid to do that. I'm not going to. You're right. No, I, I clean Airbnbs. I'm not going to clean your toilet for free either, dude. Um yeah, or another favorite, now that we've gotten completely off topic, is, okay. um, oh, I've got a story for you. I've got a story for you. Like, I don't want to hear this story about your grandma. Or it's hilarious. Why don't you get on stage and tell it? Right. Um, thank you. Or um, you can use that. You know, someone says something funny, and you're a comic, and you laugh, and they go, oh, you could use that. Oh, can I thank you so much? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, right what's, oh, up? bad. <laughs> Oh, thank gosh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't have you any know, jokes. I can't write I was... my own jokes. <laughs> I had nothing. And now you've given me everything. I can't thank you enough. I'll make sure to thank you when I win my first award. But um, 
but yeah, I think getting on stage, it's like going to the gym. The hardest part is just getting there, you know, and then you're there, you put in the work and you, and you do it. And there's formulas for comedy, you know, learn the formulas that way. It makes it so much easier to write. I was never um, good at math though. <laughs> that was my first joke. <laughs> it's not get the isosceles triangle of hey. getting on stage. <laughs> Just so you no, know it's that. um, and then, <laughs> and then it's slow down. Um, that's my biggest problem. My my mouth tries to keep up with my brain, and I don't slow. I don't let my jokes land enough. It's one of my biggest things to work on. What that my comedy coaches have told me over and over again is just slow down. Let right. them come with you. Like don't and don't use big words. Oh, okay. That was another thing. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So huh. yeah, right. He's like, oh, and uh, pop culture references. That's another one. I did a joke, um, and I stand by this joke. It's never going to get the traction that I want it to, um, because so many people don't know or care who Pete Davidson is. But it's a solid <laughs> joke, and I'm going to continue to tell it. Good joke. It's never going to get the stick to your guns. It's never going to get the rec recognition it deserves, mm -hmm. and I know that because pop culture is lost on so many people. Oh, interesting. Wow. So you really do got to think yeah. about kind of who you're talking to. Very much so. You would never deliver. I would never deliver the same set in Kona if I were um, headlining in Alabama. It would, huh. it would, I would cater to where I am at. You need to be able to do that while still staying in integrity with who you are as a comic, you know? Cool. Yeah. Uh, Taylin, we're, we're kind of running low on time. Do you have any uh, last questions for, for Justine here? Yes. Um, I was curious, um, you know, during the pandemic there, you know, I wanted to know how the comedy scene was affected. Um, I know that you, you know, hopped on a lot of Zoom um, shows and, you know, I, I would say it, it became like a, like a success, almost like more popular than before, at least here um, in the islands. So I kind of want to hear your um, experience. Absolutely. Zoom uh, as a comic is amazing because of the lag time on Zoom. It forces it forced me to slow down. So people could hear me. Um, I learned I met comics from all over the world. I could travel to Malaysia right now and book a comedy gig, oh. which is nothing I ever would have been able to do. I never would have known these people. I met, um, I have taken acting classes from a gal who was on Shameless. I work with Dat Fan all the time, a very well-known, you know, comic, one last comic standing in 2001. So the opportunity through Zoom was incredible. As a comic, um, it filled all of my narcissistic needs um, to do as much comedy as possible in front of as many people as possible. As a spectator, it is a nightmare. Zoom comedy is a, it's a nightmare to try and watch if you're not doing comedy. Yeah, it, it's it's like sitting through an open mic where no one's funny. Oh boy. It really truly is. Yeah. And so I was doing about three Zoom shows a day, like as many as I could get in. And I was taking classes and workshops and, and all of that. My comedy improved exponentially. Um. The only bummer to COVID was when we had this little uptick again over the summer. And right. I was, I had gotten into the Burbank Comedy Festival and had to cancel. I just didn't feel safe going. I didn't feel comfortable going. And, and yeah. so I had to cancel some trips. 
and I canceled some shows here on, on Big Island and it hurt my it hurt my um it hurt Dirty Girl Comedy to right. have to have had to do that. And um I just didn't feel comfortable, you know, I didn't want anybody getting sick at one of my shows. That was my biggest concern and and maybe I shouldn't have cared, but I just did. Yeah. Um so I that. kind of yeah, I kind of just fell off the radar for a couple of months while I I waited for things to calm down, and that actually hurt my shows. Um, but we're back in full swing now, so oh, they should awesome. be upticking again. Yeah. Do you have any shows coming up that you want people to know about? Um, this oh, episode yes. will be going up on Monday, by the way. So we're recording on Friday. Oh, the so it'll be this month, this following Monday. Oh, perfect. Yes, I've got, we've got a show. Um, it's called The Girly Show, a comedy show next Friday, December 10th, 8 p.m. at My Bar in Kona. Um, Mega Mahina will be on it, who we love. Uh, Karina White. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Karina White, Katie Lynn, Nikki Gore, and myself. Um, you can do pre-sale tickets, but people have kind of fallen off of that as well. So pre-sale tickets on dirtygirlcomedy.com. Otherwise, you can just show up. But yeah, it should be great. My Bar. Mm-hmm. yes huh my okay. bar and everyone's like you it's own a the best bar, bar. Like, no it is the best bar the best it's confusing bar <laughs> it is it is yeah so the, you're probably confused when i mentioned it earlier <laughs> I, I thought it was like the bar that you frequented or something <laughs> my my bar no no it's, it's called my bar see that's brilliant though too like oh i just thought that's where you always go it is um yeah so <laughs> it's their 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 tagline is my bar it's your bar too and they are just the best people Rocco and Curtis Vick um just the the best people on the planet they do everything for LGBTQ community um I'm also speaking of I'll throw this one out there too on Absolutely. December 15th I'm uh I have a, a drag persona named Tess Tickles and that was your second joke she that was, was that joke. was my second one I know I was like oh right, we have it? to end this now no, T-E-S-S <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Great, Justine. Now we're done. Um, but I will be performing uh, as Tess on December 15th on The Sable Show, which is our local drag, the most amazing drag, one of the most amazing drag queens I've ever seen in my life. So it is an honor to be on a show, um, to be asked to be on a show with Sable. So I'm excited for that, too. That's awesome. And people can find you yeah. at Dirty Girl Comedy on Instagram? Yes. Dirty Girl Comedy, Instagram and Facebook. I'm not on Twitter too much because it confuses me. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, my website, dirtygirlcomedy.com. Awesome. Yeah, well, thank you for, for talking with us today, Justine. Um, and thank you again to our sponsor, SCP Hilo Hotel, uh, right in Hilo. Fantastic hotel to be at if you want to be in Hilo yes. or you want to be on the big island. Um, you can find all of our content at hoimagazine.com. Um, we are at Hoi Magazine on all of our social media channels, uh, our Twitter, speaking of Twitter, is a little slow right now, but it, it'll it'll come back up if you're a big Twitter user. Um, yeah, and thanks, Talon. Talon's your first episode as the step-in co-host. Good job. Yes. Oh, Yay! thanks. Thank you. Talon, <laughs> your camera wasn't cooperating, but you did the best you could, you know, and I saw you, I... you know, adjusting on the fly. That's hard to do, but good job. <laughs> Agreed. Well done. Well done, Talon. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right, you guys. And thank you so much to our listeners for, for watching another episode of the Havlo Havel Travel Podcast. We will be back in two weeks with probably a Christmas-themed episode, and we might have another person on, but we will see. Okay, then, everyone, mahalo, and thank you for watching.
Bye-bye. Aloha. Thank Aloha. you. Bye.